2: What happens to leakers on your watch?
3: They're going to get fired. I'm just going to make it very, very clear. Okay, tomorrow I'm going to have a staff meeting. It's going to be a very binary thing. I, I, I'm not going to make any prejudgments about anybody on that staff. If they want to stay on the staff, they're going to stop leaking. If the leaks continue, we are strong as our weakest link, link. And I'll say it a little differently in a pun: We're as strong as our weakest leak. So if you guys want to keep right. leaking, why don't you guys all get together? And make a decision as a team that you're going to stop leaking. Me... But if you're going to keep leaking, I'm going to fire everybody. It's just very binary. That's Mooch. Oh, forget about it. Um, He's
1: the... Uh, uh, Anthony new.
3: I went to Harvard Law
0: School. Yeah, <laughs> he dropped that a couple of times yesterday. I saw him in a couple of interviews. So he's the communications director, which generally you don't even know who that is for a president. You don't, you know. Well, generally, if you're normal, you don't know who any of these people in are or care. Which is the the smart way to live your life? That's right. <clears throat> but um, but but this guy. Well, I, as everything with Trump, and this I I like about Donald Trump, he does it however he wants to do it. He does it different. I don't care if presidents in the past, the communications director answered to the chief. What do I
1: care? Right. <laughs> and I'll that became clear. Right. I was watching Face the Nation yesterday, and uh, old John, what's his name, was asking all the the questions from the perspective of. But the president uh, tweeting. Do you think that undermines Congress's progress toward building consensus? And and Mooch said, "Look, he says what he thinks." But do you think that interferes with? I don't know. I don't care. The president says what he thinks. And I thought, yeah, because it was it was funny. It, it, the, the host was coming off so as so conventional. Now I think Trump just shoots himself in the the foot all the time with spouting off. But Mooch's attitude was, I don't tell him what to do. <laughs> I thought it was refreshingly candid. Right.
0: Uh, so we have a clip of Mooch from back in the day being uh, not sounding like a Trumpster. Gosh.
4: How far back in the day? Uh, this is uh, August twenty one five on Fox News. Uh, Sean just sent this to me. 2015? <gasps> so what's that,
1: like uh, 13 years ago?
4: So
3: not
1: even two years ago. Okay.
5: You Donald Trump, Trump a hack?
3: He's a hack politician. Uh, he, yeah, and I'll by tell by you who playing. he's going to be president right. of. You can tell Donald I said this, the Queens County Bullies Association. But okay? I
5: had a problem with the way he talked about women for years. And now I, way, well, I, I, for I don't years. like the
3: way he talks about women. I don't like the way he talks about our friend Megyn Kelly. And you know what? The politicians don't want to go at Trump because he's got a big mouth. But I'm not a politician. <laughs> Bring it. All right, so you're, why, you're, is he, why is he resonating? You're, you're an inherited money dude from Queens County. Bring it, Donald. You're an
0: inherited money dude from Queens County. Wow. That's the sort of insult that uh, you wouldn't think you'd get past. If you're Donald Trump, or maybe even me.
1: Maybe he respect him as a fellow brawler. Mm Hmm? I don't know. Ah! (laughs) He just has to say that once to make me happy. So now the communications director, traditionally, Jack, is a behind-the-scenes position where they craft the overall messaging and strategy, etc. We're going to be rolling out the... uh the economic plan in May, so we need to plan out where we're gonna give the speech, we're gonna build this, we're gonna figure out what senators, blah, 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 blah. They build a strategy, then they work with the press secretary, et cetera, et cetera. Mooch And they answer
0: to the chief of staff, that's their boss.
1: Right. This yeah. guy
0: is gonna commu- is gonna be his boss is Donald Trump and gonna communicate directly with Trump.
1: And evidently he is going to assume a face of the administration role where he will be out there bulldogging for the president. And now where that leaves old Sarah Huckabee Sanders, she'll do the briefings, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Mooch will be the face of the administration. Go out there and fight. That's interesting, particularly given the history. This guy is like Trump. I mean, up until quite recently, apparently a Manhattan uh, moderate to liberal. But now he's, uh, he's Trump's guy. So we'll see.
0: Hey, I got this story here, and I don't know if I'm going to get into it. The staggering amount of plastic that we've produced and what we've done with it. It's about how much plastic there is out there. Mm-hmm. Mankind has produced and where they put it. One thing I noticed on our, you notice this when you're camping. On our RV trip, you, you, you have a, a, a very uh, easily seen idea of how much garbage you produce. Yeah, yeah. And it's astounding. How much garbage you produce as, as, a, as a human or a family. Yes.
1: Yeah. It is amazing.
0: I know a lot of you care about the environment a lot and think about this sort of stuff. I don't think about it much. <laughs> but uh, we got to do something about how much
1: garbage we all produce. It's just it's crazy. Yeah. Where does it all go? Well, the dump. Aren't they getting full? Boy, when we had folks over, we had, you know, 9, 10, 11 people in the house at every moment. The production of garbage was spectacular. We were bringing multiple bags out more than once a day. We are running out of space within the, It was just crazy. Yeah. and That's yeah, unsustainable. I, as, yeah, as, I happened to drive past the dump on the way home from the airport. And, um, yeah, it is clearly unsustainable. Particularly, am I correct on this? The number of people on Earth right now are equal to the number of people who've ever been on Earth? Um, prior to this batch. I think that's true. I think I heard that. The seven and seven point something billion people we have right now?
0: Well, regardless. We're we're producing a lot of garbage.
1: Well, right. Well, no, not regardless. That's an amazing figure and a shocking one. And the fact that you're not shocked by it as well, it's testament to, well, something or other. Uh, But, I mean, the point being, you look around, there's plenty of room for garbage. Uh, Well, that's because... There's never been this many people before, and we're pumping it out.
6: Do we want fact-checking on that uh, people alive now versus people ever? Yes. Sure. Yeah, go ahead. So there are currently about 7 billion people. Uh, the Population Reference Bureau estimates that about 107 billion people have ever lived. Exactly. So within 100
1: billion or so rounding error. of the, the same number.
0: I wonder how they come up with that. And that doesn't sound like that could possibly be true to me.
1: There have been a uh, hundred because prior to, well, the population geez. in 1900 was something like two point. What was the popu- uh, world population in 1900? You don't have to go back very far to where there weren't very many people on Earth, right? Tall, right?
0: Like you, you look at any of your um, uh, when you're reading history. Like, New York City was like 30,000 people. Right? Uh, 1900 was 1.
1: 1.6 billion. Right. 1.6 billion in 1900. And that was a... Uh, how about... Do they have any reasonable idea about the year 1800? Uh, 1804
6: was 1 billion. So before the 1800s is okay. is when it gets
1: fewer than 1 billion. Yeah. Well, if you're going to go back a few thousand years, okay, I'll grant you it's it's more than... A, but eh, the point remains. Ah! We're making a lot of garbage. Forget about it. <laughs> I'm in uh, the waste hauling business. Yeah. I'm over here now.
0: <laughs> there he is upon TV again. Mooch. Yeah, going to see a lot of Mooch with his slick back hair and his Harvard Law degree.
6: I wish he looked a little bit
1: less like a car salesman.
0: Yeah, he's a, he's a big time Obama friend. I mean, he and Obama went to
1: law school together. And then Jared Kushner with his uh, very, very attractive and very intelligent uh, wife, Ivanka. Ah. Uh, if you'd taken a snapshot of the people who hold power in the West Wing right now, five years ago, with the exception of Steve Bannon, you would be certain it was a Democratic administration. Oh, sure. Certain beyond a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, was not even a question. Right. Especially now with Spicy hitting the road. Now, he said he's going to stay on for a month. To ease with the transition. I think he's probably out now, isn't he? They changed the locks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> His pass doesn't oh, yeah. work. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're not hanging around. Yeah. What an odd time this is.
0: So coming up, I'd, I'd be interested to know if we have anybody that's using Venmo. Does anybody on the show use Venmo or know what it is?
6: Oh, I, I know about it. My friends shame me for not using it. Okay. Venmo. You know something about it, Vincent? I have it set up.
4: I, I haven't used it, though. I
0: was reading this article that it's changing friendships and making them more transactional. It's nickel and diming everything literally. Wow. What? Um, I haven't used the Venmo. It's the most, it's like super popular app. Everybody
1: uses it. Plus, Snapchat news. Is it the new the thing? Okay, the the coming news two, thing. Two
0: old people that don't use these things talking about hip young things coming up. <laughs> that's well, not a
1: good Wow, well, that's great. That's super. <laughs> that's not well a good Well done. Pitch. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Why don't we pre record that and run it all day to promote the show? <laughs> What's the matter with you? I don't know what either
0: one of these things are. I've never Snapchatted, and I've never Venmoed. Perhaps I'll do both during the break. There you go. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: I guess Jared Kushner is going to come out and
0: make some sort of statement, having just testified behind closed doors on the whole Russia probe thing.
1: Having admitted to as many crimes, <laughs> if you listen to MSNBC.
0: He put out a letter really early this morning before he went in, kind of uh, James Comey-like, put some stuff out there before
1: you going to testify. Yeah, lengthy pre-statement, which is kind of interesting. And Pete Kasparowitz, news editor for the Washington Examiner, has been uh, pouring through it and figuring out what's going on. Uh, Pete, welcome. How are you, sir? I'm great. How are you guys? Uh, terrific. Thanks. We appreciate you, you coming on this morning. So Anytime, yeah. uh, what did uh, young Mr. Kushner say uh, in his statement?
5: Well, you know, he went through it. It is the sort of new thing to just before you're about to tell Congress something or tell the world something that uh, you tell, you Reporters, everything too. So he put out this 11-page statement. Um, You know, you always have to preface this with, with if it's true. You know, if if it's true the way he laid it out, it does seem. Very, light, kind of like light touches on Russia meetings. He said, we hardly met with him at all uh, before the campaign. There were two meetings. One was the famous Russia lawyer meeting that everyone knows about with Donald Trump Jr.
1: And he but claims he, he, he bailed out of that one after 10 minutes, right?
5: Yeah, he, 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 he says he barely, he didn't quite know what it was about. He sounds like a guy with a lot of emails, you know, uh-huh. at this time of his life. And he's sort of, he, he's running from thing to thing. What's this one about? I mean, again, if, it's to, if he's to be believed, it sounds like he's just busy and isn't quite caught up with it all and can't remember it all. And now he's here and he's bored and he leaves. <laughs> He asked, he, asked, he asked for someone to call um, in his phone to, to give him an excuse to get out, so he's at least a polite uh, meeting ditcher. You know, you has to sort of put the phone into your ear and fake it on the way out. Oh yeah, it's my uh, I got this thing, and you just sort of walk out of the meeting. Right, I could, exactly.
0: I could believe that with that particular meeting because it sounded like Don Trump Jr. was kind of more the uh, the lead on that one.
5: Yeah, and it, 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 none of this is illogical. It's possible that, that there's pieces here we don't quite get, but none of that none of that sort of seems incredible to me. If if it did go down that way, he's sort of jumping around from room to room, and he gets bored, and he takes off. You know, then he has two after the after the, the campaign, after Trump wins. They seem a little more interesting to me, where he says he did meet with the Russian ambassador for about half an hour. Talked about ways to have maybe more contact with Russia now that Trump was the winner. But this, and this seems to be the meeting where, they, where the Democrats accused him of having their secret back channel based on press reporting. But he says there was no secret back channel. They said, they, in fact, if you read his memo, it makes it look like they, they didn't really have an efficient way to talk yet. And he left it as saying, well, once we're in the White House, we'll, we'll do it that way. And he just left.
1: Well, and if you've uh, ever studied you know, foreign relations through the generations, the idea of, listen, let's stay in touch. Let's make sure nothing crazy happens during the transition. Um, that's not only done, that's a really, really good idea.
5: I think that's right. I think it, that none of this is crazy yet, again, at least it's, as it's being described in his words, that none of this is, is too nutty. And then he just talks about this banker, this Sergei Gorkov, if I'm saying that right, um, this banker with ties to Putin. Uh, but he says nothing really specific was addressed. They didn't talk about sanctions. If, if he's to be believed, if this is how it went down, there's not a lot here. You know, the the, the Democrats seem to want to turn this into this sort of broad collusion thing, but these look like really light meetings, and it looks like if you have a meeting with Kushner for five or ten minutes, he's he's either, either nothing's happening or he's trying to ditch you. (laughs) There's not that much going on. There's not a lot of, like, now again, people would say Trump Jr. did try to maybe get information about Clinton, but a lot of famous people like Alan Dershowitz says there's nothing wrong with that either. So the the trouble for, the trouble Dems are in right now, I think, is we're in this zone where we're going to need Robert Mueller to come out with some kind of a opinion can you prosecute any of this is any of this a crime and until we get to that point and that might be a year away oh, we get then you're going to hear guys like me i'm not doing it much but you're going to hear well here's what i think here's what i think and no one's going to know until someone with authority decides this and i think we're all going to go insane for the next
0: year yeah yeah i just i can't i can't do it i'm not going to do it <laughs> won't
5: do it can't do it
0: pete, maybe, maybe you have to pay attention to it i don't <laughs> pete Kasperowitz, well, we, we, news well, editor for the washington
1: examiner on the line go ahead pete what
5: no, I was going to say. Sorry, yeah, I was going to say we, we pay attention to it, but the, the, the opinionizing of it is a different thing entirely. Right. And it's really easy to say collusion, but what's the law for that? Well, and you know, meeting. Uh, and, well, as uh, I,
1: I, I must interject briefly that uh, you know there there are a couple of standards that we might meet uh, that don't rise to the level of being illegal or prosecutable, but are extremely unethical or disloyal to the country or that sort of thing. And the Democrats are praying for that. I mean, if they can portray Trump as in bed with Putin heading it, into an election. Yeah, it won't matter if they can prosecute him. But having right. said yeah. that, that hasn't come out either.
5: Right. The, cl- let me, the one example they've been pushing, and in fact, I, I raised Dershowitz because he's said it. He's at least come out with an early opinion that it's not a big deal Was the Dems, for example, want to say that campaign finance law says you can't take anything of value from a foreigner. And they want to say that not that doesn't mean just money, but it means information that could be of value in a campaign. Dershowitz oh, says that's, that's never been done. So, so that, the, that's the kind of stretch they're making. And then you got to add on top of that, he never got anything anyway. So they want to say attempted collusion for something of value that wasn't money. You know, it, it becomes this kind of this kind of this bank shot that's going to be, I think, kind of difficult for them to make.
0: Yeah, I'm close to done with this, partially just because of polls that I see where, um, even after the Don Jr. thing came out, which was certainly a, a giant step further down the road than we'd ever been. Sure. The 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 people who hate Trump already believe he colluded with the
1: Russians. The people that that support Trump are fine, even if he did. So, who cares then? What I we... care because I care about a little something called the truth. So, so, but all we would do is confirm what people believe: the crowd that
0: already thought he did, or the crowd that thinks he did but don't care. Well, yeah. so then Agreed. what's the Agreed. point?
5: A good example of that was the election, right? You have both sides saying the other person running is the most horrible person ever, and yet somehow. What was it? You know, a hundred billion people run out and pick one of them,
0: right? Yeah, so,
5: exactly. You know, they, these people will keep picking the side they want to pick, and again, we're it's it's going to be this painful process. I'm telling you, like anyone who comes on and says, "Here's what this means," doesn't know. You know, it comes down to a few guys. Will, will Mueller try to prosecute on one certain issue? Will he? Will he say some of this was shady, but you kind of like the Hillary Clinton end? You know, some of this didn't look good, but there's nothing here that you can really get him on, and so we have to just learn our lessons and move on. I I I feel a lot of it will fall in that camp, and and it, and then you know and then we'll have a bunch of happy people and unhappy people.
1: Pete Kasparowitz of the Washington Examiner. Pete, where did you, you grow up? Where are you from?
5: I'm from the south shore of Boston, Massachusetts. Ah,
1: interesting. interesting. You know, 20
5: minutes below the city there, sort of one of those nice little towns that I wish I could afford to live in now.
1: Yeah. yeah, you know, that's funny. For the longest time, I looked at the town I grew up in where they tore down, like, all the houses that looked like mine and built McMansions <laughs> there and thought, I can't live there. I'd have to Perfect. squat in somebody's garden shed. That's right. crazy how time stays. Pete Kasparowitz of the uh, Washington Examiner. Pete, hey, really enjoyed it. Let's do it again sometime. Anytime, you guys. All right, thanks. thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah, It's funny. He's got that uh, fast-talking East Coast thing. I mean, he's got stuff <laughs> to say. He's going to say it really quick. Just got like it. Mooch. Just like the the new guy. Mooch. Forget about it.
0: Got a couple of texts leading us into a
1: conversation. Here we go. Excellent. You ready? I do enjoy a good conversation.
0: Apple Watch. I panned them originally. <laughs> I got one as a gift. Great. I use it all the time. Every time I see somebody with an Apple Watch on, I think, you like it? You use it? I get varying answers. Um, hey, guys, I'm a garbage man. I pick up about 35 tons a day just myself.
1: Wow. Imagine all the garbage
0: what? trucks running around the world.
1: Well, he must be very strong. He's got to carry it on his back, too. We produce so much garbage. Yeah. It's, it's, it's underappreciated. Yeah, I'm no uh, eco-freak or anything, but it's a simple question. of math and acreage and the rest yeah. of it. Uh, you know, I happen to live in a county that that th- they they sort your junk for you. You don't have to have five different bins. Mm-hmm. Well, you couldn't if you wanted to.
0: Boy, well, junk sorting, good work if you can get it.
1: But um, I don't think you have to be some sort of weirdo or freak or anything to. To understand, all right, we can put this there, that there, that there, we reprocess that. We, we gotta we gotta get more efficient about
0: that. The new Amazon economy, we, we go through so much
1: cardboard. Packaging. Yeah. You know,
0: every one of those boxes of cardboard and then all the little puffy stuff inside, I think, God, this is terrible. This is terrible for the environment. Um, and finally on Venmo, which I brought up. Vince and Sean could consider themselves
1: millennials, but don't use Venmo. SAM! What's that? It's got to be short for something, right? Venmo. Venmo. Is that uh, stand for something?
6: What's Venmo stand Somebody for? I don't know what it means something. Uh, Mo often is a uh, short for like mobile, uh, but but it's essentially it's a it's, it's a, a way vending. To, yeah, vending mobile vending maybe. There you oh, go. Mobile, mobile wow, vending you yeah. morons. Yeah. Uh but yeah, it's <laughs> essentially an app on the phone that allows me to if I'm out splitting a meal with Vincent and I don't have cash on me, I can just use this app to pay, pay him seventeen thirty-seven or my share of the bill or whatever.
4: Oh, it's like and, PayPal, but for regular people. Well, yeah, it's uh, yeah,
6: it's not for for commercial uses. It's strictly for person to person kind of exchange. Wow.
4: Coincidentally, it is owned by PayPal, but PayPal is seen as like kind of old and stodgy and eBay, and then Venmo's uh, for the tragically hip young kids. Gotcha. How interesting. Um,
0: so, but what's the part of this article in the New York Times that says it's changing friendships and making them more transactional. It's nickel and diming everything
1: literally. Um, so you go out to dinner? By or...
0: seeing how much, it's, 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 it's trying to explain to me because I don't use Venmo about how you see how much, you see how cheap your friends are
1: or something.
4: Oh yeah, uh, the your transactions, and I'm sure you can turn this off, but it, you you can other people can see them.
0: And oh, okay. So you can okay. see
4: who's giving out what and how much. of So your like, friends.
0: so like, if you went out to eat and tipped two percent, your friends would see that. Well, you're well, not yeah, give us the, a
4: real
6: world example. Well, you're not tipping the restaurant through Venmo. Like the, okay. the 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 transaction between the the business and the person goes on as it always did. This is just how if one person puts it all on their card, now I
1: can repay them whatever it would be. Okay, but I, I, don't, I don't understand don't. how. Give me a real world example of how you see that one of your friends is cheap and the other is generous. I don't, I don't,
5: don't
6: understand made, that. If there's five of us splitting and somebody gives nineteen fifty as opposed to twenty dollars, uh, oh, that sort of you. thing.
0: I got you. Yeah, because mm. it was using examples of that. She she put on there seventeen dollars and thirty one cents. Right, instead That's of just of doing
6: twenty bucks or whatever. Right. Right exactly. Now. Gotcha. Gotcha. Understood. Friends don't need new ways to make fun of each other. That's what friendships are.
1: <laughs> so, uh, if you have an actual understanding of how Venmo works, because I'm getting the sense we're not getting to it, I f- I hear the derisive emails pouring in. Uh, send them to Armstrong and Getty at yahoo dot com. Spell it out: Armstrong and Getty at yahoo dot com. Or if you like, text us. Here's the number. Put it in your phone. You'll need it soon. If you uh, don't need it now, you will. 415 Four one five two. Nine five. KFTC. You can be in a group of people, and you might have
0: five people who are willing to throw in twenty bucks, and you know, fine. However, works out. But you you often have the one person who wants to figure out if it is seventeen dollars and thirty one cents. Yeah. And uh, that slows down. And it's usually like you've been there for three hours. Everybody's drunk. <laughs> it's time to go home. <laughs> one person wants to uh, really get to get to you know get out their visor. Mm -hmm. abacus. Mm
1: -hmm. Maybe they're poor, Jack. Maybe they're economically disadvantaged, disenfranchised. Check your privilege. Do you have a franchise? No. Disenfranchised.
0: Although I did have a friend one time when we were out to eat, there was four of us, and he said, I'm going to get a bottle of wine for the table. I thought, okay, fine. Um, That's nice. I wasn't drinking any, but it was fine. And he got a $200 bottle Uh of wine, which I didn't know until the bill came. And we just split it four way. Well, we
1: I did.
0: I didn't want a two hundred dollar bottle of wine. I would never in
1: my. I never in my life have or would order a two hundred dollar bottle of wine. Hey, can you do me a favor in the future? Next time you need a hundred dollars out of me, just punch me in the face real hard <laughs> and then grab my wallet. <laughs> so this subterfuge, sir. So
0: I guess I have been on the other end of the. We're just being a little too loosey goosey with. We'll just split this up.
4: Well, the cheap person is always the sober one, because when I'm drunk, I start overcompensating. I'm like, ah, your your share is 18 bucks. Ah, here's 30, whatever. I don't care. Tip the waiter extra.
0: $200 bottle of wine. What the hell? I think that that was a, I think that was like a, I can afford this can you sort of thing or something. Is that what that is when you make a move like that?
1: Yeah, it's a, we're rich guys. Let's uh, uh, watch Mm -hmm. this. Yeah, I think it is clearly.
0: I can't afford it. I just think it's stupid.
1: Is that a different thing? Well, yeah. Well, clearly you're. You can't this hang was, with this. Him. Was at lunch. I had a Woo! hamburger. Woo! $200 (laughs) bottle of wine at lunch with a burger. Yeah. Yeah. That is some showing off right there. Yeah. Or you got so much money, it doesn't matter. Showing off
0: is you're buying a $200 bottle of wine and letting me drink it. (laughs) You ordering a $200 (laughs) bottle of wine that I'm paying for half of, I don't know what that is.
1: Right. So So, so did he say, what do you think of the Chateau Duron uh, 1988? Might have at some point. I don't know. That's pretty good. No, I didn't have any. I didn't drink any. any. I didn't Mm -hmm. drink any of it.
4: Well, Joe, uh, you're a cork dork. Well, what's yes. the most valuable bottle of wine in your uh, cavern there, your underground your cavern, wine cavern? Yes. I don't it's have cave. a cavern. <laughs> you said, <didn't>, weren't <laughs> are you dedicating a room to it was a uh, closet your
1: refrigerator We stuck a fridge in a closet. <laughs> <laughs> a cavern. <laughs> Joe has a cavern. I'm a wine cavern. I don't the most valuable bottle. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. And if I did, I wouldn't say. I don't, I don't talk about what I've got. That's that's where I'm from, Vince. That's, that's, oh my God. You'd be laughed out of like my entire family and social circle for bragging about what you've got or what you spent on anything unless you got a screaming deal and we're bragging uh, to your buddies about it. Yeah.
2: What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Al still waiting on Trump's son-in-law, Jared Kushner's statements after today's closed-door meeting with the Senate Intel Committee. Meanwhile, the question is, should Donald Trump be impeached? We have some surprising new poll numbers. (laughs) For what? It gets to
0: my people either think he did it and hate him or think he did it and don't care. It kind of fits in with that.
2: And West Coast energy regulators warning about the coming solar eclipse. Stories coming up minutes from now. Armstrong and Kenny. Oh yeah, when's
0: the eclipse? I gotta make. I gotta book flights or make plans oh, or late something. Late August. It's too late. It's not too late.
2: Too late. Oh, no, it's not. All Stay the tuned. prime spots have been taken up. Michelangelo. I do need a solar. prime spot. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the vapor trails. Is that Portland
1: man right? Yeah, this just uh, the toast to Portland. Radio Macbeth. Awesome.
0: Stay tuned for Marshall News coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. So lots of people use the Venmo. I guess it is just really handy for uh, stuff we were talking about, splitting bills and that sort of stuff. Somebody said the best part of Venmo is that you can publicly assign a reason for the payment. Or request of payment. For instance, Monica requests $60 from Shelby for corpse disposal.
1: <laughs>
2: That's great. Hilarious. Hilarious. Oh. Let's get the news
0: now, with Marshall Phillips.
2: Well, President Trump's son-in-law, Jared Kushner, expected to make a public statement at the White House this morning after today's closed-door meeting with the Senate Intelligence Committee, where he was grilled mercilessly, or it was a pleasant conversation. The Russia story
0: needs a... A wacky next door neighbor, or a new plot <laughs> twist, or something. I'm just, I'm just tired of it.
2: Americans are split right down the middle on whether President Trump should be impeached. USA Today, pull keeping out- in mind what?
0: That- keeping in mind that nobody's talking about him being impeached. There's no movement think- toward impeachment. There's, there's no-,
2: no charges. There's,
6: there's,
0: there's nobody in the leadership of the uh, opposition party saying that there's anything there.
1: Well, right, exactly. That's
0: including Nancy Pelosi. And
1: to quote the uh, Samantha Bee
2: Show, which so delightfully put it, uh, being a dick is not an impeachable <laughs> offense. <laughs> USA Today poll out this morning finds 42% of the people asked say Trump should be impeached. 42% say he should not be impeached.
1: you, just... you got to ask those 42% impeached for what? And if they don't have an immediate definitive answer, even if it's uh, maybe you think it's fanciful or inaccurate or whatever, If they don't answer immediately, punch them in the arm really hard.
0: (laughs) Well, then you got to get into the graduate-level conversation with these people. So you, as a Democrat, would rather have Mike Pence be president than Donald Trump for the next three and a half years.
1: And every single Trump voter vowing for the rest of their mortal lives to never vote Democrat. That's your strategy. Okay.
2: All right, everybody, circle August 21st in your calendars. That's when the complete solar eclipse begins. It has apparently some energy regulators, though, issuing cautions. The eclipse is going to completely block the sun across a wide arc of the U.S. from Oregon to Jacksonville, Florida. I got to go watch it i got to get the kids. The kids would love it. Yeah, Once in life, a lifetime. Yeah, they'd
0: remember it forever.
2: Again, it's going to be Monday, August the 21st. i got to make my plans. Now the Sacramento Bee is reporting the California Public Utilities Commission is asking state residents to pledge to conserve electricity during the eclipse. Oh, shut up. Which begins just after 9 a.m. and will last until noon. Okay, cool.
0: So I can uh, spend the weekend driving somewhere, get in a good spot, uh-huh. and then watch it, and then uh, head back home.
1: I might have to take that Monday off, obviously. But. I'm taking it off, too. Forget it.
2: We're it's quick
0: Day.
1: Wow. That's the, oh, that's the week we're taking Little D to school, too. Interesting. We'll have to plot off the air.
2: You've got the uh, PUC asking uh, people to cut back on their electro- no, electric not use back because, on shut up. because of a challenge to the state's solar supply. Yeah, it could, could force drive, the state whatever. to get more electricity from fossil fuels. Oh no, shut Good, up. I like
1: fossil fuels. I'm a big fan. <laughs> the sun's going to get a little darker for a couple minutes in most of California. Yeah. It'll be fine.
2: As
0: opposed to cloudy days. What about days when it rains and the sun's not out? Huh?
2: Yeah, just please do shut up. Dunkirk beat industry expectations this weekend with a $50 million opener at the domestic box office. A very impressive feat considering the subject a largely unknown period in World War II before the U.S. was actually even involved and the competition of a sci-fi epic. Meanwhile, that epic Valerian had a paltry opening of $17 million. Very poor considering it had
4: a $200 million plus budget. (laughs) So that's at the box office. You liked Dunkirk, Vincent? Uh, I, yeah, I did. There's, there's a lot to love and there's a lot to hate. Uh, And no, Dunkirk isn't about Captain Kirk completing a mission or anything. Uh, But my tagline is: It's (laughs) about Kirk Cameron. It's (laughs) Memento meets Das Boot. (laughs) And I would like to say on the record that
6: Vince's criticisms of this movie are invalid.
4: (laughs) <laughs> Whatever. Go, go on.
1: Is Invalid the strongest person you can come up is. with? No, they're <laughs>
6: absurd, and I don't understand a single one of them. <laughs> Things like, like Tom Hardy was wasted. What does that mean? <laughs> Chris Nolan well, doesn't he know drunk? how to end a Hardy movie. He's yeah. a
4: supremely talented actor, and he's a pilot in this. And he, so he's sitting... He sits in the plane. So you wanted more Tom Hardy monologuing, (laughs) staring directly into the camera, talking to your soul. Walking around, eating a lunch. Go stalk
6: him. More Tom Hardy eating lunches. Got it. I revert back to my point that Vince's criticisms are invalid. It's a fantastic movie. Everyone Uh, should go see it. He's got
4: got the old school pilot helmet on and he's got the mask over his mouth and you can't understand him. And he played Bane. He played Bane in the Dark Knight movie and you couldn't understand him there either. So what the hell, Chris Maybe he has a speech (laughs) matterer. Maybe
0: Here's my question. When are the Oscars? What time of year is that? And is it, isn't
6: it too Probably early to March? Uh, yeah, yeah. it'll yeah. be towards the... Uh, Oscar season is through December. The Oscars mm. are early on next year. Yeah. Isn't
0: too early to have right. your big Oscar-winning movie out? Maybe not.
6: It is rare to have it in the summer blockbuster season, I would yeah. suppose. It's but, Chris uh, Nolan, though. Yeah. I
4: mean, he's commercially successful.
2: And that's the conclusion of the Armstrong and Getty Critics Corner. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. We received a letter from one of our brain ear listeners about the truth of the Dunkirk
1: evacuation, how much ugliness there was between the allies, and it's not really portrayed in the movie. As usual, history is is much more interesting than the portrayal of it, but I do understand the movie is pretty wonderful, Mm. except for Vincent. And also, note this is a war movie, and it
6: does a very good job of kind of uh, telling the brutality of war, but it is not a violent film. It is not like Saving Private Ryan. You don't see, like, the the bottom of some guy's leg get blown off or somebody gets shot through the head. It, It communicates the brutality of war without being overtly
1: violent. I like it. I like it. Oh, you want your war sanitized, do you? I'm against that...
4: It's it was freaking scary. Like the Germans had them surrounded at the beach, and then they would just send planes, drop like ten bombs every few hours. And if you happen to be one of the British or French soldiers where the bomb was dropped, you're 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 asked out. You're dead basically. It was just it was horrifying. Dead basically. <laughs>
6: you're asked out. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You'd be dead.
0: The petering out process of the program <laughs> is next on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
6: Ago, and Complete and utter failure. And I think it was totally predictable by Niantic. They should have known that you can't have 20,000 people in a two block area all trying to connect to LTE. And our servers. It's just, just nuts.
2: Help me
3: welcome to the stage the CEO of Niantic, Mr. John Hankey.
0: Attempted to have a giant
1: Pokemon game? Hell hath no wrath like a Pokemon geek scorned, Jack.
6: Yes, this was the uh, the Pokemon Go Fest, the uh, kind of one year celebration of the Pokemon Go app. It was held in <sighs> Chicago a <sighs> couple uh,
1: generations ago. They're clearing the beach at Dunkirk. People of that age. Now, what are you doing? Going to Chicago to play your Pokemon Go, very nice.
0: But so many people were trying to play the uh,
6: the, the the cellular system couldn't handle it. It was just a, they just dropped the ball on every possible logistical way they could. Um, Pokemon
2: Go to the pole.
6: Yeah, the people. It was twenty thousand people standing in a park frustratingly trying to connect to a game that they couldn't because they didn't set up the proper it was network the, for cell and service. And it was the whole
0: reason they were there, and people probably traveled to be They, there.
6: they traveled from all over the world, not just across the country. They, wow. they bought well, the fact that the you events. didn't
1: throw up a fence around them <laughs> and keep them in that camp for good is an offense against the rest of us. <laughs> 20,000 fans were mostly unable to catch anything, let alone them all. At one point, a bottle was thrown at a presenter on stage. It missed. Yeah, probably because the linguini arm geek who hurled it couldn't hit the stage from Perpetuating an
6: unfair stereotype. <laughs> oh, please.
0: <laughs> and the CEO of the Big Pokemon Festival gets booed by the world's biggest Pokemon fans. And now fans. it's at like
6: 10 a.m. of the festival when he got brought on stage and booed, and it did not get better from there.
0: That is wild. Here's our guest announcer for the day. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the A and G team for final thoughts.
1: (laughs) Alright, here's your host, Joe Getty. Just before 6pm local time, attendees were told they would get all get a Lugia, a a Pokemon that had not been available on the game before, an announcement that drew big cheers from the otherwise dejected crowd.
4: Catch a mortgage. Catch a job <laughs> Catch a morning Let's get a final thought from everyone Marshall Phillips,
2: what's your final thought? Well, Vincent and I may be going out on a double date this oh, weekend yeah. Oh, wow yeah. I, I am supposed to call this woman I've never met In an arrangement worked out by Mr. Nicholas <laughs> Hilarity should ensue Oh, boy Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, Positive Sean, what's your final thought? Yeah, low-key, one of my
6: favorite things about Vince going to see movies is I get to hear his ridiculous criticisms of them afterwards.
4: I love it. It is really one of my favorite things. Not valid! Better than the movie. Uh, Vincent, what's your final thought? Uh, Bad name of the day goes to Joe Getty yes. for the gorilla press shop. And bomb of the day also goes to Joe Getty. Very impressive to hear. Uh, Jack killed a bunch of wasps this morning, and Joe said, "You've already got the taste of blood in your mouth." <laughs> nice. Hey, uh, Michelangelo, what's your final thought? Uh, very quickly,
2: here are some of the latest tweets uh, from Joe to his daughter in Italy. Um, Hi, Delaney. Have you friends taken
3: you to the Olive Garden? <laughs> and our spaghetti o's served on every street corner. I bet they are. Have
1: fun. Love, Dad. <laughs> Oh, boy. Jack, your final thought? My two kids
0: wanted to sleep in the RV this weekend, so the whole family slept in the RV in the driveway on Friday and Saturday night and got very little sleep for the whole family. So while it seemed like a good, charming idea, it did not end up that way.
1: My final thought is I need to go home and finish unpacking because it will take weeks. What I need to deal with next is my stack of approximately 18 to 20 sweaters I need to put away. Would you like to know how often I wear a sweater?
0: (laughs) I've never seen you in one, I don't think. I haven't
1: worn a sweater in years. (laughs) You have 20 sweaters? I don't think I've ever seen you wear a sweater. If I had a lick of sense, I'd just get rid of them, and I think I may.
0: Armstrong and Getty <laughs> wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So
1: many people thanks so little time. Go to armstrongandgettyradio.com. We'd love to hear from you. See you tomorrow. God bless America.
5: This is, uh,
2: and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done.
3: Thank you
1: and good night.
2: The show's over. What?
3: Bye-bye.
1: Clearly we can't put Michael in one lane and a white shark on the far lane. Yeah, you know, we're gonna have to do the simulation and we're gonna use the speed data that we obtained from all of our testing in order to have him race against a white shark. Armstrong and Getty. The Voice of the West.